and welcome back to Go Team Video, the podcast where the AMPM video team watches a movie and talks about it along with everything else that's going on. I'm Michael Sadler, and I'm joined by Daily Singleton and Abigail Johnson. Hello. Hello. Hi. This will be episode 26. Yeah. The Iron Giant. Part Episode 26, part two. Part two. <laughs> Only some people My will Iron understand. Giant. Only some people will understand that. Not everyone. Uh, I do want to follow up on our last episode. At the beginning, Michael, you talked about the trip me and Abby were going on to go see the Tyler show. Yeah. And I was it? It was great. It was great. But I couldn't find those uh, like IDs that I was talking about that Tiffany made that are like oh, yeah. from, from the Call You Feet Lost thing. So here's mine. Oh, yeah. Awesome. It's like, uh, I'm trying to get it to focus, but. It's basically like the call you if you uh, get lost, like logo treatment and like the ID that's on the cover, you know, but you could like put your yeah. photo yeah. in it. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Tiffany made so one. Sweet. This was like in my birthday card with the tickets when I got the tickets. That's so it, sweet. So that's what I was going to show last week. Uh, and sorry to automatically leave out the audio listeners, but, you know, come give us a come give us a view on YouTube and you see see the fun stuff. Fun extra or on stuff. Spotify now. Or on Spotify now. If you're on Spotify, you can just just open up the video. You know, just click that little bar mm-hmm. at the bottom, and it's there. Um, yeah, you're fucking up. You're fucking up if you don't do that. <laughs> One of those two things. <laughs> yeah. Or come watch us on Twitch. Yeah. Fuck it. Hang out. Yeah. But yeah, Abby, how did? Let me get your one minute review of of the show of the of the trip in the show. I thought it was amazing. Um, you know, due to Atlanta traffic, we missed Tizo, we missed uh Vince. However, still great show. Um, I thought the production value was really good, at least for Tyler's show. Um, like probably the most production I've ever seen in a concert, period. Yeah. Um I See if I don't you know. if I gotta be Ash catch them uh, if I don't catch them all, uh, I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to be a little like disappointed, but it ultimately. But you were taking yeah. your time and having you were having a leisurely time. Yes, is that how it felt? You were having yeah. a good yeah. time. Yeah, it was like yeah, uh, we would rather be comfortable and not rush ourselves. Plus, we had to do the podcast that morning, so like, mm-hmm. like we were just you know. We were having fun. I'd rather be very stressed out and not miss any of the previews <laughs> or, or the opening acts. But you know, that's there just was me. Also like, there was also Nashville traffic as we yeah, were leaving. Yeah. So like, I blame you, Nashville. Yeah. yeah just <laughs> ultimately, traffic is really what slowed us down. And we also had yeah. to take like a slightly longer way around Chattanooga because there would have been like even more traffic in Chattanooga. So mm-hmm. like, yeah. Chattanooga. And, and then on top of that, when we got there, it took us 30 minutes to park because the yeah. parking was insane at this place. I don't think they knew what was going on half the time when we were parking. No. Like, Cause they sent us into a parking garage that was entirely full. Yeah. We had to go to the top, go to the bottom and circle around on all the floors pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then they sent us to a different parking garage. And we mm-hmm. didn't find a spot until the sixth floor of the second one. So like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that sounds um, stressful to me. That was the most stressful <laughs> part, honestly, was was parking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it was cool. Uh, I got to buy some wine at a gas station, which is fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, you took it in with you? No, we 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 drank it in the car before we went in. Oh, pretty okay. much. I drank in it that on the way there because Abby trip. was driving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so do they sell drinks at the venue? Yeah, we got some Millers. Yeah. We got some Millers, and I got a Mr. Pib. It's actually really funny. I was checking my bank statement and the like kind of like ID tag, I guess, for buying uh, anything there. Like, you know how. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll have like a like the name of the place or whatever. It was something really silly. I'm trying to pull it up right now. I'm going to log in. But yeah, it was. um I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a show with that many people. Like, I just don't go to arena shows, really. So, uh, you know, there's the things that arena shows do better than other types of shows, which is you can have crazy big sets and you can have all this production value, but you kind of lose the, like, the fidelity of the audio. uh, Yeah, for sure. uh, When you have that big of a Mm -hmm. venue. Um, But at the same time, like, singing along to a song with, like, how like probably like thousands of people like what is crazy like that feeling is 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 really unique you know yeah so i've i found the like id tag for the transaction it mm-hmm. says proof of the pudding proof of the pudding okay wow, <laughs> wow. Uh, getting all um, creative and they charged me twice accidentally for for it was like a beer and a coke oh i um, knew that i knew that was going to yeah. fucking happen dude I did too. Yeah, they like I'm charged sure you can me get a all. I I'm like, like it's like fifteen dollars. Think about how much uh, extra money they make by just accidentally charging. Oh twice. no, it was it was yeah. truly like it was like it was like someone that didn't know how to run the cash register, and then they mm. brought and then they brought someone else over, and then they swiped it again. That's good acting. Okay, yeah. I, I know. whatever, maybe. <laughs> I don't think these people that are making minimums for the night. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm the people, the people working the stands aren't the ones pocketing this money. Yeah, really, I wish that extra charge went to them, but it didn't. Right? Yeah, yeah, like as a tip or something. Sam, yeah. that's a good grift. It would be. Hmm. Um, well, speaking yeah, of money, it was, it was uh, a good time. Let's talk about the money that. Uh, a studio spent on making this movie, The Iron Giant. What a great, what a great transition, Michael. No, well, thank you. We'll, we'll call that. We'll call that a uh, a Michael way. Mm-hmm. Like a segue, nice. Michael way. Yeah. Uh, so, Did you know that the guy who invented the Segway drove a Segway off a cliff and committed suicide? <laughs> Did he really? Oh my god, that's yeah. Dark. Anyway, really <laughs> right. do you know what drove him to it? The Segway. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you got that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this movie, The Iron Giant, our 26th episode, was directed by Brad Bird. Uh, screenplay by Tim uh, McCanleys and Brad Bird. Um, story by Brad Bird. It's an adaptation of uh, a novel called The Iron Man by Ted Hughes. Michael. Give us the fact about Ted Hughes. 
Oh, Ted Hughes wrote this novel uh, after the the suicide of his wife, who was Sylvia Plath, uh, to to comfort his children. By the way, I just want to say we uh, we just joked, and now I'm saying this uh, like very much uh, casually, <laughs> but suicide is very serious, and uh, you know, yeah. yes. uh, it's not something we take lightly. It's just that was uh, Sylvia Plath's very. Uh, uh, famous known case of killing herself. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, also a, a great writer. Fantastic writer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's not just make it about the death. Did a lot of great work too. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was floored by that bit of information. Same. Uh, I, yeah. I had no idea of the connection. Uh, yeah, me neither. We got um, music by Michael Kamen. And Michael Kamen had uh, some other interesting credits that we were looking at. Uh, he did the soundtrack for Brazil. Mm. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy. It's a, like, a very fun movie. Yeah. Uh, fucking Highlander. <laughs> um, and then all the Lethal Weapon and Die Hards for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. The early ones, like the first ones at least. Um and then let's see what he did. Uh, the hundred and one Dalmatians. Oh my god! <laughs> soundtrack, the Disney one, <laughs> like the wow. live action one. No, the ninety six like cartoon. Oh, the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, hmm. And then let's see. And and after the Iron Giant, he did Frequency uh, and X Men, Band of Brothers. Uh, yeah, it's but a yeah, pretty so, eclectic uh, career. Yeah, 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 a lot of lot of so. lot of scores there. Um and let's see, let's go back to uh the budget, which was what you originally asked me, Michael. Um mm-hmm. 50 million was the budget for this movie. It had a box office of 31.3 million. Uh if you adjust for inflation, it's about 41 million. And uh, it opened to about 2,100 theaters. Uh, pretty big opening, pretty poor return. How do y'all feel about it? Yeah, uh, I had read that they only really gave this movie a few months uh, advertisement campaign. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you compare that to like Tarzan had like a year long advertisement campaign uh, to roll mm-hmm. it out. So that's kind of significant. I mean, you know, you really got you really have to put the uh, put these movies out there for people to show up. Yeah, and definitely. it's just unfortunate yeah. that they. I don't know why. I wonder why they it, they choose to do that to some movies and not others. I mean, it's got to be some sort of. It has to do with the plot, you know what I mean? Because it's so anti-war, you know, and that's anti true. and and anti-gun, mm-hmm. um, and it being a Warner Brothers movie, you know, I'm sure there's some like. Some money, you know, going on in the back end. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the failure of this movie is almost completely blamed on that fact, the marketing. Which is interesting, you know, marketing really does a lot, yeah. no matter how good a movie is. Well, I mean, rather mm-hmm. that than they tone down the movie, because it is a cult classic. So, you know, it has a life beyond whatever its success or failure at the box office. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you know, this movie went on to get like a signature edition in 2015, 
uh, where they yes, beloved. they added some new scenes. One of those scenes is a dream sequence where you get to see uh, it's when the giant is sleeping overnight at Dean's uh, scrapyard. And he has a dream rem- remembering what happened before he came to Earth, which is like a huge like detail that you don't get uh, from like the original cut of the movie. For sure. Um, and you didn't you tell me those were released in 2015? Yeah, those were weren't made until 2015. They had like another animation mm-hmm. studio make them. And if you if you if you watch wow. them, you can tell that the the it's like a newer. It, it does look newer. different. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it looks, looks yeah. it looks more polished. Yeah, um, it doesn't have like the rough roughness of the original cut, which I really yeah. like the the rough the roughness. Yeah, of it's, the original it's beautifully cut. animated. Yeah, I feel like even for its time, it, it is very beautifully animated, and you know, I I still really enjoy watching it. You know, sometimes you go back and you rewatch like Shrek and you're like, Oh my God, why did I, th- why did I think this was good? And then it's like, cause I'm really kind of rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still a, that's also a cult classic. <laughs> God, Shrek. And then what that was uh, Farley, Chris Farley was supposed to be Shrek. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, and there's wow. like dialogue that. recorded like of, of Farley doing test lines and stuff. That would have been yeah. great. I know. I think he would have done it, a great job. And it's kind of fitting that Mike Myers did it because, you know, they they had worked together on SNL. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I think so. That may be, I may be overlapping eras, but no. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I know he was, he was around with like Sandler and Norm and yeah. David Spade. Or, mm-hmm. um, um, yeah. Anyways, um, anyway, yeah, that's the you know. Let's see what. How did it do internationally? Um, it only made eight million internationally. So like, mm. yeah, even worse than it did here in the states. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that's, that's about all I got for the numbers and just the kind of hard facts about the film. Michael, you want to take us into some fun facts? Yeah, uh, so first off, Brad Bird personally animated the scene where Hogarth rants to Dean about his problems in a super fast pace after he gives him espresso. One of the best, um, one of the best like scenes for Hogarth, I think, in the movie. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I find Hogarth kind of annoying in the beginning of the film. And like, I don't yeah. really start liking him until later on. Uh, but I think that's probably intentional. Yeah, he's yeah, just I mean, like an annoying it, little boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I perceived him. It makes me think of, you know, like younger siblings. Or, right, right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, love, I love all my siblings. You know, I don't know if they're listening or whatever. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, sometimes it sometimes would be like that. <laughs> do y'all, real quick, do y'all know if any of your family members listen to the podcast? I don't think uh, no. any of my family does. Okay, yeah, but, not. Not that I you know. know I feel. I feel like if my grandparents had an Instagram, I absolutely think they would. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. They're, they're very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe but we, it's cool. Maybe we need to advertise on Facebook. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's get let's get all the parents. The siblings. <laughs> 
grandparents. Yeah. yeah. At one point in time, we did put our stuff on Facebook, but we don't do that anymore. Facebook's dead. It's dead. Fuck it. But it's cool it's that Red dead, Bird. I, uh, all right, what's up? Oh, sorry. No. I was going to say it's dead, but I've like never had a Facebook until like a month ago. <laughs> I like it's made so my funny. first account. Yeah. Is it for real estate <laughs> stuff? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I have almost 200 friends now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I haven't logged uh, on to Facebook in a very, very long time. Yeah. Uh, I added you as a friend. I bet if you sign on, you'll see my request. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have not signed on. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, uh, I'm an I Instagram haven't. gal, personally. Uh, but it's cool that Brad Bird got his hands in there and... Um, animated some of this film personally that's kind of cool for sure i mean this is his yeah. first like big movie mm-hmm. like hollywood yeah. movie you know yeah and uh you know with the background of animation it's kind of cool i if i had come from animation and gotten to do a movie i would definitely want to animate some of it myself yeah that is that is yeah. really cool you don't you don't hear about that i mean miyazaki i guess is like someone i think of when i think about like the director also animating. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I guess- Brad Bird was in part inspired to make this film as a memorial to his sister, Susan, who died at the hands of her husband by gun violence. His pitch was this. What if a gun had a soul and didn't want to be a gun? Absolutely. I feel like this movie perfectly encapsulates yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic execution. Hmm. Uh, excluding the yells and groans, the Iron Giant only says a total of 53 words. It's more than Groot. Yeah. I was about to bring up Groot. Uh, so, you know, this movie kind of like, it's like another Vin Diesel small part, you know, but also big Few part words. at the same time. Right. I mean, it's yeah. a huge character. Yeah. I mean, literally, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he does a lot with a little dialogue, which is really cool. Yeah. This is the first traditionally animated feature film to have a major character, the title character, who is fully computer generated. So wow. that's cool. I mean, upon watching it the first time, I was just impressed. I didn't think about that. They 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 put it in there pretty seamlessly. Yeah. And mm-hmm, uh, they they added some jitter to the lines. Uh, the computer generated lines of the giant to make it match the uh, natural effect of 2d animation, which is cool. It's also like interesting. finding ways to make it work. It's also interesting. Just like the fact that, you know, that this came out in 99, like you said, this is like with the first main character being completely 3d animated. And th- that wasn't like the pitch or like the focus really, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's very subtle, even though it is such a uh, you know big thing at the same time. Yeah, you know, and then when you finally get the full action of him moving, it's it's so cool, you know, because they build to it. They don't show you it all like right away. Yeah, the slow reveal yeah. of the giants really really satisfying. Yeah. Uh, so the last bit of trivia I'll give you is that uh, Peter Cullen, Sean Connery, Frank Welker, and James Earl Jones were considered to voice the role of the Iron Giant, but it went to Vin Diesel. 
It's a very different movie if it's any of these other people. I agree. <laughs> like Sean Connery, I can't imagine. No, I absolutely cannot. I am not a glum. <laughs> <laughs> Like, nope. This is this is two years before uh, the first Fast and the Furious movie, by the way. The first Fast and the Furious movie? Hmm. Yeah, two years before the oh, first wow. Fast, Fast and the Furious movie. That's before anyone would really like really, yeah, in, really when, know who Vin Diesel is. When is when is Riddick or when is Pitch 2000? Yeah, I guess so Pitch, Pitch Black. Black is the year after this. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I remember when that came out. Pitch Black um, and Pitch Black and Fast and the Furious and Riddick are like that's like what made me like Vin Diesel back in the day. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Pitch Black. Yeah, is I mean, wild, I had no dude. idea that this was him until that's after the fact, you know. Yeah. Man, we yeah, should do, I, we I should think do I would Pitch Black. Man. I'd watch that yeah, again. I've, honestly, I've not seen it. Oh, it's it's. I have seen. Riddick and okay. all the Fast and Furious movies, but I have not seen Pitch Black. So Pitch Black is like is part of the Riddick series. Like it's like another. It's the same. It's, it's a, Riddick. Yeah. yeah like in that first, movie. Yeah. Dude, how many of those did they do? They just I'm did aware those of that. Two? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. They did three. I think all together. Oh. They did I was like say, one. We might be. Might be due for a third one if they haven't done that yet. No, they did a third one later on. Um. Was it's like a trilogy? Mm. Or no, maybe Riddick is the one I'm thinking of. I think so. I think it's just uh, Pitch Black and then Riddick. The Chronicles but of Riddick. So yeah, it's... Uh, we need a third movie, Vin Diesel. Come on. Oh, uh, no, tie no, it up. No, 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 dude. Yeah, Chronicles of Riddick. It, yeah, so there's Pitch That's Black. That's number two. Yeah, and then Riddick is 2013. Riddick? Yeah, just Riddick. Yeah. No, I don't think I saw that. But there's yeah. Chronicles of Riddick and then just Riddick. I've seen all three. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm missing a Riddick in my Riddick uh, catalog. Maybe maybe that should be the first series we do, like full uh, full trilogy. No one's no one's <laughs> talking about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one is. Let's, I exactly. wonder why. Let's, just, well, let's do the Shrek stick, series. You know? Oh God. <laughs> oh, cool. I'm just kidding. Too, I many, too many Shreks. It I bet gets if, it gets so bad too. Okay, if we do the Shrek series, we all have to dress up as characters from Shrek. Oh my god! And then and then we'll be TikTok famous after that. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna be a donkey. I was Abby. I was gonna say you should be donkey, honestly. Yeah, I was thinking donkey or like puss in boots. Mm-hmm. Michael Michael has to be Farquaad, or maybe I should or, be Farquaad. Some of the shortest. And I've got. And you I could, uh, you could yeah. get a haircut. Yeah, that's sort of yeah. Farquaad. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't mind doing the like ugly, ugly stepsister that works at the bar. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> In the second one, I think. <laughs> um, real quick, while we're talking about Riddick, though, uh, just to dip into Daily's video game corner for a second, uh, there's a there's also really great Riddick video games. Uh, there's a really great okay. uh, game on the Xbox called uh, Escape for Escape from Butcher Bay. Oh, wow! Um, which um, ties in to the Riddick lore. Uh and it's pretty good. So everyone go check that hmm. out too. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I guess I got some more homework ahead of me in terms of Riddick. I gotta watch some some, <laughs> some more Riddicks. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, what do you say we get into the plot of this year animated well, feature film? First, what did y'all think? Just very oh, quickly. Oh, God damn it. I always yeah. forget this part. How, why am I it's always okay. glossing over the first impressions? That's all right. That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. That's why, that's why you're here to, to keep me in line. Uh, okay. I'll go first. I love this film. It's great. It's really funny and charming and sweet. And I love the animation. Big, big on animation. And this one was just like, beautiful to me at the time and still is just like mm-hmm. wow this is cool and there's a great message and it's nice and short and um yeah yeah made me a fan of brad bird i i, I like this film i agree it's it was a childhood favorite for me like i feel like this film and atlantis and like treasure planet i was like obsessed with and i watched like i've seen iron giant probably 20 times yeah, like same on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I, I think the animation still holds up. It's very easy to watch. Um, some of the shots are really, like, very cinematic, like some of the composition and, and lighting choices. And um, I, I love the story. And I, I guess I didn't realize until I was an adult watching this, which was like, you know, a few days ago that I, 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 you know, sometimes you watch a movie when you're a kid and you don't really understand like the themes or, you know, the kind of like, I guess, bigger parts of the film. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I didn't realize how like atomic bomb age this like film was. Yeah. Um, even though I, I knew watching it like from a kid, it's very like um, anti-gun, like anti-violence. But um the the whole like like the the videos in class that they're watching about like yeah. like hiding under the desk and stuff like I don't I didn't necessarily remember that um from when I watched this yeah. as a kid but that's like a big part I, of Kent Mansley's character you know totally that's yeah. that's that's where his paranoia comes from you know yeah definitely definitely even though it's like uh, I love the I love the absurdity of the video because it just like takes it to its extreme because they're like tell- them telling kids in the 50s and 60s, like, get under your desk. And then the, yeah. the like the video is like a bomb drops and it <laughs> like destroys everything. But this little piece that holds the kid <laughs> in its desk, it's like it's the magic yeah. not <laughs> against the atomic bomb. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, like uh someone like there's like i mean if you haven't seen this movie before you should but also this podcast is all about spoilers but um at the end of the movie there's like a couple they're like oh should we duck and cover and and someone's like it's like pointless like Mm. what are you talking about like it's not gonna do anything right so this this kind of like uh setup for i guess like just erasing fear you know, and and then I don't know. It's it's you know part of propaganda. But anyways, um, yep. I I love this movie. It's it's you know still in the category of my favorite animations. Yeah, so. same. Yeah, I um Abby very similarly to you. I watched it a lot as a kid, um and 
and I don't know if this was before or after I, I owned it. I think it was before I had it like physically. Um, they played it on Cartoon Network. Like, yeah, they, like they a played lot. it a lot. And yeah. that's where I watched it the most. Um, because it would just like always be on. Like for like mm. a like a certain period of time, it was just always on TV on Cartoon Network. Yeah, for they sure. They would play it. There was like a specific weekend where they would just played it like all weekend. And um, I watched it probably like three or four times during that weekend. And that was like, that's really my memory of falling in love with the movie is like that, mm-hmm. that part point in time when it was aired on Cartoon Network. Um, but yeah, I think it's amazing. I love that I was exposed to this message at such a young age, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it may have inadvertently like helped me, you know, f- think about things in a nonviolent way you know yeah um and also this movie makes me fucking cry every time i watch it like yeah even as a kid i think i i I remember crying to this movie and like when when okay i maybe i'll save this for the end but either way this movie is very beautiful and touching and uh the only things that bother me are just how annoying kent mansley is (laughs) Yeah, I just like I'm yeah, like so that's, frustrated that's a really by him. Effective character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the whole point. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. And just like the scene where he just keeps calling him like every different type of thing, like slugger, scout, know, like, like buddy, <laughs> buddy. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> but I just yeah. like want to rip his head off. Like it's so yeah. annoying. Yeah. Um, I also, I one thing I didn't catch ever when I was a kid was that the chocolate on the milkshake. Oh, was the I laxative? Never, I never yeah. realized it was a laxative as a mm-hmm. child. And when I watched it recently, I was like, okay, like, <laughs> you got tricks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hogarth knows it. Even when he, yeah, like, that's such a he, 50s, like, subterfuge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even when Hogarth, like, stays up later than Kent and stuff like that. You know, like he's yeah. he's like one step ahead of of Mansley like the entire time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's clever. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you touched on something that uh, that I always love about a uh, like animated film or or something intended for children is if you can put a message in there or or content in there that is a little above what might be like the comprehension level. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like you can't you can't underestimate the comprehension level of a child. Totally. And I always really appreciated Definitely. growing up like the the more adult themes in like cartoons and in animated movies uh, that like that a lot of people aren't going to get, you know, and, and so it makes it it makes it both entertaining for children and for like adults and, and everything in between. Definitely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. exactly. Because like, it's really cool. especially if you're a kid, like probably the three of us where like, we kind of started catching on to plots faster because we just consumed so much, you so know? much of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that it's nice to have like children's content that is more complex for like the kids that start definitely. catching on earlier too. Yeah. Yeah. And it just works on a lot of levels for different ages and, and, you know, that's just, I think, good uh, storytelling in general. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it it's just very tight. Like, it's a very tight, clean package. Like, it's very rewatchable. Like, it, it, it's just a good, good movie. It, it would have been so successful in the theater if it got the right marketing. For sure. I think it would have yeah. been a, a hit. 
yeah, we would be like everybody would have like the toys and you know oh, yeah. it, it would be a bonanza. Yeah. I mean in Brad Bird did get the redemption with the Pixar stuff. Like he got to make sure the the, yeah. the big blockbuster. But we would have sequels yeah. and you know, there'd be Iron Giant two and three. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. And it a would TV be right series. up there with Toy Story and there would be six of them like Shrek. But also maybe that's a good thing too, in a way, because Warner Brothers sure. would have probably ruined it if it was successful, you know? You're you're probably right about that. Right. The next one wouldn't have been anti-war, but pro-war. And- yeah. And then it's like it's the Iron Giant <laughs> fighting like some other country in America. Or yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They use so, them yeah. as a weapon. It's kind of nice that we had just have this one thing, you know. And he goes, I am a gun now. I am a gun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a gun when I want to be one. He he goes, he goes, I'm Lex Luthor. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of I'm Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we've, we're 40 minutes. We're we're pretty far in y'all. Let's get to the plot. Let's get to that plot. We could talk about this movie all day. Yes. Um, to the plot. So this is like, um, let me see. So like during the Cold War, shortly after the Soviet Union launched like Sputnik 1, um, in like 1957, this object from space crashes in the ocean just off the coast of Maine and enters a forest near the town of Rockwell. Um, So the next morning, Hogarth is trying to introduce his new pet squirrel to his mom, and he meets Dean. Um, There's like a, um, a bit of talk by like a, a table next to Dean in this diner where where Hogarth's mom is working at. Um, there's a bit of talk about this object that fell from space, and um, then there's a bit of a, you know, the, the squirrel goes in Dean's pants, and there's kind of a, a scene, and it gets kind of wild. But anyways, um, that night, Hogarth... He's like nine years old. He grabs his gun and goes to investigate and find the object, which is a 50-foot-tall alien robot attempting to eat the transmission lines of this electrical substation. And as he's doing that, he's being electrocuted, and Hogarth shuts it off to, you know, save him and... Then the giant escapes. Um, so is the is the Sputnik thing related to the Iron Giant coming to Earth, or is that just coincidental? Is that? Oh, just I like, think it's it, just coincidence. Okay. okay, I think it's coincidental, but it's like causing everyone to believe that the robot is right. you know belongs yeah. to the Soviet oh, Union totally. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um. So. Yeah, then Hogarth's mom finds him and he's trying to explain this like robot he saw to her and she like doesn't believe him. And uh, then he's in class and they're watching these like atomic bomb safety videos and 
other kids are talking about the object from space and uh Hogarth is like um I don't know they're talking about it being like a spaceship or like an alien or a you know some kind of like war um weapon or something and and Hogarth is like that's not what it is at all and Hogarth is like you know it seems like he gets picked on by like a lot of the other kids and mm-hmm. you know they're like they're like you know keep your two cents to yourself kind of thing and uh anyways um we this is when we see uh Kent Mansley for the first time um he is like a a government like agent in a suit and he comes to investigate this substation where, you know, that event happened the night before with the giant. And he's like, kind of like, I guess, skeptical about what it is until he sees like half of his car gets like bitten off. And he finds like Hogarth's gun, which is, you know, part of it's like been like, destroyed so you really yeah. just see part of hogarth's name his name is hogarth yeah. hughes well, because he's driving away and he's like hogarth what a what what kind of fucking name is that and you know like yeah and then and then he looks at the gun that's in the passenger well seat. the gun says because it's chopped that's up, later it says, yeah says uh hog hug yeah hog hug. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so Hogarth like returns to find the giant. He's got some metal because he's like, okay, this guy likes to eat metal. And he, you know, through a little trial and error, like befriends the giant. He finds him kind of like docile and curious and almost he's kind of mimicking Hogarth a little bit. Yeah, definitely. He's got this and, dent up in his head. Yeah. Um so he's like eating railroad tracks and then there's like an oncoming train and then he's like suddenly trying to fix it really quickly because he realizes what's going on but then the train like collides with him and derails and there's like a big scene and Hogarth like leads him away from the area um, to keep him safe but then it bursts him into a bunch of pieces right yeah and that's when you first see yeah go ahead uh, this is when we discover and when Hogarth discovers that the giant can like self-repair. Um, and we we see this, you know, later on and, you know, even at the very end. But anyways, uh, Hogarth is like showing the giant like comic books and um, compares him to like Superman. And... You know, then then Kent Mansley is, you know, continuing his investigation. He he's like, like I said, like a US government agent who's kind of xenophobic. And he suspects that Hogarth is involved because he like shows up to his house and is talking to his mom. Her name is Annie. And uh, also, Hogarth's dad was like a U.S. Air Force pilot who died during the Korean War. But he's leaving the house and then sees the gun. And he's like laughing about Hogarth's name. And then he's like, wait a minute, this belongs to him. And he like suspects that he... 
Yeah. And he suspects that he is, he knows what's up. So, um, he starts like renting a room, uh, in their house. They apparently have had like a room for rent, uh, for a while. And, um, Mansley decides he's going to keep an eye on Hogarth. Um, yeah, they used like, to do Airbnbs all the time back in the 50s. Uh, yeah. That, you kids, if you didn't know that, uh, yeah, in the 50s, there's just always an Airbnb in, a, in an old house. Yeah, well, you just kind of ask, you go, you go to a small town <laughs> and you just ask around. Um, so Can't hear you daily. Oh. No, no, keep going, keep going. Sorry, I was muted. Oh. Are you good? Um, so basically... Mansley keeps trying to, you know, get Hogarth to talk. This is when he's like calling him buddy and pal and sport and um, scout and like whatever, like all these <laughs> names. He's like trying to be friendly, but like he's being weird and interrogated. Oh, he's not um, being friendly. He knows what the fuck he's doing. He's like, he says everything like with a smile and like well, acts I, 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 he, friendly, but he's like, my take no, on that, no, I was gonna say, my take on that is that he acts that way because his mom is there. Yeah, and yeah, then, I get that. And, yeah, that's why he's tr- he's keeps that persona on. Well, it's yeah, like, could, yeah. It, it's it's like a montage. Yeah, uh, but of is him but it's, saying it over and over again. But his mom is like there in, in all those sequences, oh. just because like they're in the house, so it's kind of just like implied. Yeah. And when they get like one on one, he's like not so sweet anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyways, like Hogarth, like you know, kind of uh, is able to get away from Mansley, and he leads the giant to a junkyard. After they, you know, they they see like a scrap car, and they're like, "Oh, that's something for you to eat." But then a tow truck comes and picks it up, and it's <laughs> Dean who is driving the tow truck and he takes this car to a junkyard. So they follow him to it. And Dean is like an artist and he like drinks a lot of coffee, I guess. But anyways, um, he makes uh, sculptures out of scrap metal. Yeah. Um, and Hogarth is like trying to get Dean to like keep the giant there. And he's like, not about it at first, but then, you know, after, well, I guess at first, like, Dean was, like, very terrified of the giant and then kind of realized how he was actually kind of sweet and, you know, naive and wasn't a weapon. Like, um, so basically, he reluctantly agrees to keep the giant. And then... um I guess from there, like Hogarth and Mansley like end up getting ice cream together because Mansley is like just like really hounding him to like hang out and, you know, basically get away from from the mom. But uh, Hogarth is showing him this trick where you take like a chocolate bar and crumble it up on your like milkshake and it's called a landslide. But he gives him like chocolate, like laxative mm-hmm. and as he's eating it, he's kind of like aggressively questioning him about the robot and talking about his kind of like, um, I guess like 
fright-inducing, like, theories about this giant coming from, like, he's like, you don't know where it came from. It's a weapon. It needs to be destroyed, blah, blah, blah. But it's all very, um, like, it's all very, like, uh, racially infused, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. It's it's not chill. Yeah, yeah. He's Um, being super, like, paranoid, like, army man. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, and and you know that's kind of all you see from him from the rest of the movie. Yeah, he's just like we we uh, have to assume the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then, Mansley's got to run to the bathroom suddenly, and so Hogarth escapes. And I thought the, is... I thought the, some of the adults in the shop were gonna like kind of start like being like, "Hey, why are you yelling at this kid?" You yeah, know? that's kind of what I was thinking too. Like I was like, they he's like making a scene. Like he yeah. like corners him in this like cafe. Right. Well, it is and the I guess it is the 60s. So Exactly. <laughs> they 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 probably thought he was his dad or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um so Hogarth escapes him and he's like, you know, really enjoying his time with the giant. And uh you know, they, they like role play as superheroes and he like, you know, Hogarth gets in a car and uh, the giant like spins him around kind of like in like a carnival ride or something. They really have a good time together and, you know, get to know each other a little better. And then they see a deer who gets like killed by a hunter and, you know, then Hogarth kind of has to like explain the concept of death to the giant. And then uh, that night, the giant has like a vision of his past life, um, like being one of like, this is one of the added scenes. Yeah. 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 So this is like, he's like having a, a vision of being one of like, many alien extermination weapons and Mm -hmm. part of that is like dean sees it through the tv yeah because he like he kind of like projects it to the tv which is a really cool like detail that his dream his dreams are like a a broadcast yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um but also the, the bit like when he's explaining like death to the iron giant is like one of the best parts of this movie for sure. Like, um, oh my god! Like, like, and it's something that like every human like needs to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Uh, or not just human, but just like living being, like with like consciousness. You know, but mm-hmm. uh, right. It's a life lesson. It's a life lesson. Uh, yeah. And it's so cool that that it's this this adolescent teaching this you know other other being about it. And it also kind of speaks to how intelligent, emotionally intelligent kids can be. For sure. Um, and For I sure. don't think we put enough, as a society, I don't think we put enough trust in in uh, adolescence, you know. Especially yeah, at this point credit. in time, you know. Yeah. For sure. Um, so... Uh, Mansley's like developing photos and discovers evidence of the giant like next to Hogarth. And so he is like interrogated by Mansley 
and he like drugs Hogarth also. Yeah, that um, seems and, so like, creepy. Yeah, and like calls the army basically to bring like you know a whole crew led by a general to the scrapyard to prove the giant's existence, but basically like um they kind of had like a standoff where like Hogarth he was like awake after you know being drugged but he was like in his bed and uh Mansley was watching him from the other room and they were just kind of having like a stare off until Hogarth like turned over and then finally Mansley falls asleep and Hogarth like sneaks out and warns Dean about you know what's going on and the, and they essentially the the next morning they trick um the army by kind of pretending that the giant is one of Dean's art pieces they kind yeah. of decorate him with other scrap metal and I I think this is um, really smart writing because you almost get like a resolution you know what I mean like a like a resolution yeah. like a false resolution kind of and then Definitely. and then the movie takes like a another turn you know yeah. it's really good yeah I I agree um, because the general, he thinks this is like a false alarm and he's like really mad. And he's yeah. like, do you know how much money we spent to come out here? And he's, you know, preparing to leave and preparing to like fire Mansley, basically. And then uh, Hogarth, you know, he, he kind of continues to have fun with the giant and they're like playing with a toy gun, which like, inadvertently activates the giant's like defense system and he's like has like some kind of laser beam he shoots out and then dean is like you know getting really upset at him and yelling at him for like nearly killing hogarth and then the giant gets really sad and runs away and hogarth chases after and then dean quickly realizes like the giant was only acting in self-defense like you know that's not in his character unless unless it's for defense. Yeah. And he catches up to Hogarth with his motorcycle and he hops on and then yeah. they follow the giant. And then it starts snowing. Yeah. Um the pacing the giant, of, of all of this is so good. Like yeah, I, I oh, for sure. I love that they almost like like I said before, they resolve like everything that happened before, basically. Yeah. And then the the last 30 ish minutes of the movie is like a completely new situation totally totally um yeah it's it's really starting to build up now though Mm -hmm. um so the giant goes into town and there's these two boys that are like i guess like using binoculars and they locate the giant and they're kind of like oh my god and then they fall off the roof and the giant saves them and you know is he's i guess like you know trying to win over the townspeople yeah i um, think i think this is a direct callback to the original book and like how that book uh the the plot of that book in short is that uh the iron giant like arrives in a small town like this but it's like a farming community hmm. and yeah. uh they just like befriend him like very quickly and uh and he's like supported by the community you know and it's hmm. seen as like useful um yeah and then and then he has to fight off like another alien that like lands on the planet 
Oh yeah, yeah. I remember you mentioned that. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. So they they took a a, a bit from that and adapted it. Into yeah, this. yeah. I think that's what this yeah. is. It, it's showing the giant like being that thing for this community. Like, oh, this it yeah. can it can be helpful. You know, it can it can yeah. it, it cares about people. But at the same time, like this army troop is still in town, and you know, as they're leaving. Mansley spots the giant in his like rearview mirror uh while they're leaving Rockwell and he like crashes into the car in front of him and the or the truck in front of him and the truck behind him crashes into him and then yeah. he like gets out and he points to the giant and then the army like you know kind of goes to attack and they get there and the giant says like I am not a gun and then he picks up Hogarth which, by the way, Mansley explained this situation to the general as the giant killed Hogarth previously. Oh, yeah. And the, yeah, it's fucked up. You know, the, you know, he really needs to be taken out. And then the the general sees Hogarth and he's like, the boy's alive? And yeah, yeah, because Dean Dean rides up and warns Mansley about like yeah. not attacking the giant. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. w- because one it it only it, like retaliates if you attack it, and right. two the kids with him, and then right. Mansley just twists that information and in, to get his way, you know. Yeah, which is really fucked up because of his um, like, I guess like xenophobia would be the right word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mentioned that earlier. He's. Yeah. You know, pretty xenophobic. Yeah. Um, that and you feel like he's like attempting to make his career off of this whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's just trying to, to, he's, to benefit. <laughs> he's trying to call the shots. Like he even like at one point snatches the walkie talkie out of the general's hand and, you know, yeah. we'll That's, get there. We're, we're yeah, almost there. Yeah. yeah we're almost there. <laughs> um, but yeah. So he, Dean, Dean tells Mansley not to attack because the giant ha- has Hogarth. Mansley tells the general that he killed the kid. So he calls for like code red and they, you know, initially evade the army, you know, by using the giant's flight system, which, you know, is a new thing in the movie like i mean like we hadn't seen this up until now and hogarth is like you can fly yeah but then they're like you know kind of flying in the air and he gets like shot down after refusing to fight back he kind of goes I, against i will say this oh, is kind of like a indiana jones and the crystal skull moment with like the f- refrigerator you know yeah it's like there's no way this kid's gonna survive this like one flying through the air like that like that kid's dead like there's not enough oxygen up there for him to breathe and and then like in two when he falls which you're about to get to Mm -hmm. like that's no way he's surviving that yeah and i mean you kind of think at first like something happened like i mean the, the giant certainly thought so like so they crashed to the ground hogarth is knocked unconscious not dead but the giant thinks he's dead. Um, and so he decides to completely give in to his defense system, mm-hmm. kind of in a fit of rage and grief, and attacks the military yeah. in retaliation. And he like transforms into this like war machine and 
you know, he makes his way back to the city um, of Rockwell, which that adds a, that adds a whole nother layer of depth to the Iron Giant because, like, he's been sure. he's been able to like like restrain himself pretty mm-hmm. pretty effectively, and then like once he the the fact that he has enough like cognitive ability to know that Hogarth may be dead and then turn after that. And like, that is the moment that he turns is once Hogarth is dead. Like that is completely different than him. Just like being a weapon, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. He is, is conscious, you know, like he, um, you know, he has his own critical thinking and, um, Oh, you know what I just thought of Hogarth was, Oh Yeah. I, I just what? sorry, I just thought of another thing. Um Hogarth says to the Iron Giant early on, like, it's not time to go to the town yet. Which I think is like a cool, like foreshadowing moment. Mm-hmm. Because eventually yeah, the, actually, the giant yeah. that's why the giant goes to the town is because I don't I don't know. It's, it's, it, maybe that's not why, but it's a bit of foreshadowing when Hogarth maybe. Early, yeah. early, early on says like, oh, we can't go to the town yet. Like they're not ready to see you. Yeah. I mean, you know, he meets Hogarth. He likes him. He meets Dean. He likes him. He, mm-hmm. He's probably trying to meet other people and, yeah. you know, show them that he's kind and show them that he's, you know, yeah, the Iron Giant um, seems like a, like a social being. For sure, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Mansley convinces the general to prepare a nuclear missile launch um, from the USS Nautilus um, as, you know... It seems like it seems like the guns are ineffective and they they can't they can't do anything to to get the giants. So they're like, okay, this this atomic bomb will do it <laughs> and kill everybody. And then mm-hmm. uh, Hogarth like wakes up and he's like in the car with his mom and Dean and he like returns to the giant, um, kind of just in time to calm him while. Dean is trying to clarify the situation to the general. And then the general realizes um, that Hogarth is alive and he's ready to stand down and order the Nautilus to deactivate its, you know, the nuke. And then when Mansley, like he kind of impulsively snatches the walkie talkie and orders the missile launch in like a fit of paranoia. And you know, this causes the missile to head towards the city where it will destroy the entire town and the population um, upon impact, kind of resulting in ultimate nuclear detonation. And Mansley kind of attempts to escape after being like furiously scolded by the general and. Um, he gets in a car and the giant like puts his hand down yeah. and he, like crashes into it and like is unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> like that's and that's how aware the giant is. Like he's, right. he's sure, that aware yeah. that he like stops Mansley from leaving. I loved that detail. Yeah, it's like, so good. You know, you you don't realize until like kind of after he's crashed and you, you kind of pull back a little bit. It was like the giant's hand yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Mansley's arrested. 
but you know, everyone's thinking we're all going to die. And, you know, the giant puts two and two together pretty quickly. And he's like, you know, kind of thinking like in order to save the town, he needs to like intercept the missile basically. And, um, kind of says goodbye to Hogarth and it's very sweet and it's very sad. And, um, Hogarth doesn't try to stop him. Hogarth says, I love you. He does. And like, that's the beginning. He says, I love you back. That's the beginning of the tears for me. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. And as he, this, this is what really did it for me. Like, um, he soars directly into the path of the missile and then he's kind of remembering Hogarth's words. He says, you are who you choose to be. Yeah. And then he smiles and then he says Superman and then yeah. he collides with the, with the missile and it explodes in the atmosphere and saves the town and everybody. And it seems like the giant is destroyed. And so like Hogarth and Dean and Annie um, and the general are all kind of devastated. And from here, like months later, there's a memorial statue of the giant that is in a park in Rockwell and Dean made it. Oh my God. And this so is where we good. learn uh, that Dean and Annie have like hooked up. Yeah, yeah. yeah Which is like they're they're in a relationship. You saw that coming a mile away. You knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, sure. yeah. Oh, for that's sure, also yeah. one of the scenes that uh, that was added. Is like we see a little flirtation of them in the diner, right? Giving a little mm-hmm, bit more context yeah. to them becoming a couple. But honestly, I don't think that scene would have added anything to the movie. So I I, I find that deleted scene like not really important um but yeah you can see them yeah getting together and you want them to get together and it's also so. not the point of the story you know right which right. i'm glad right. that the movie doesn't focus too much on like her love oh, it's so her little love life. yeah it's so yeah. little yeah i'm also glad there was never any kind of thing with mansley and annie like right you know? yeah. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. she very like, very much was like not into him <laughs> and, that would have been gross yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's just, like, another part of why the writing is so good is that it doesn't take advantage yeah. of the characters either, you know? For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, they start a relationship. Hogarth is given a package from the general, which is containing the only remnant found from the giant, which is, like, a giant screw. And that night, Hogarth is in bed, and the screw kind of, like, lights up blue and is kind of moving on its own. Mm -hmm. So then he, uh, he kind of remembers like the giant is like able to self repair and he like opens the window and lets it out. Yeah. Because that's like one of the earliest things you see, you know? So it's like, after he gets hit by the train. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's like, like, you know, the movie respects its characters and that the characters are intelligent and like, can like put two and two together, you know? Right, the, mm-hmm. because like the kid, even though this is his only thing, Hogarth's only remaining thing of the Iron Giant just lets it go because it he knows like it's so cool, like yeah. it's yeah. another because he needs it and he moment. says I'll see you soon. Yeah, I'll see you soon. It's yeah, it's amazing. Exactly, amazing. It's very sweet, and, and you know the screw and other many parts are coming together to converge, and. 
This is, I mean, this is in my notes. It wasn't clear in the movie, but supposedly um, the giant's head is on like a glacier in Iceland. Yeah. And he like smiles as he begins reassembling himself. Yeah. That's the mm-hmm. final scene, like the final shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, the yeah, end. That's the end. That's the Iron Giant. It's amazing. Like, that's so great. I remember being so stoked about that as a kid. You know what I mean? Like, For sure, seeing yeah. that. And like, it's such a cool, like, 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 oh, movies can do this. Like, movies can have this little, like, extra bit, you know, like, after the, yeah. after yeah. the conflict, you know. Yeah. It wasn't uh, even a, after the credits. Nick Fury didn't show up to say. You know, <laughs> it does I'm feel I'm like talk a to you Marvel, about the Iron yeah, Initiative. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. it sounds like a Marvel post quote. You it and feels Iron like Man a, are gonna whip ass. <laughs> right, right. Hey, you know what? I, that's what those movies do best. So I'm not gonna shit on them. For oh, that, sure, so. sure, sure. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was Iron Giant. Uh, let's get into some reviews. Does anyone want to go first? Michael, you I'll, go first. I'll go first. I feel like it. Oh, oh yeah, no, Abby, if you want to go, that's fine. I was just saying we haven't heard from Michael in a second, so he he did go first in the first mm-hmm. impression. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right, let's hear it, Abby. Um, so I mean, I've already said this. I love this movie. It's fantastic. The writing is good. The animation's good. The story is good. The length is good. I have nothing bad to say about this film other than I wish it would have gotten more praise at the time it was released. And even now, like I, I, I bet you probably none of my younger siblings have seen this movie. And, you know, just cause it's like not relevant with given all of the, you know, kids movies available for them to watch that are like newer yeah. and more exciting, which like a lot of the kids <laughs> movies that, come out nowadays are, are pretty good and make me cry. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. this one, this one really, uh, you know, touches me in, in a special way. It's really, um, a fantastic movie. I, I love this movie. Like even last night, like I will say just a little, you know, a little info. We, we did stop the podcast last night because I wasn't feeling well. However, once I started recovering, um, I'm like dealing with like a sinus infection and like a lot of fluid in my ear and a lot of dizziness and nausea. But um, that was part of it. But anyways, I like I halfway debated on like rewatching the Iron Giant because it it does make me feel good. (laughs) And it is such a, a good and sweet movie. And like I would have no problem watching it back to back, you know? Yeah. That's how much yeah. I enjoy it. And I um I'm absolutely gonna give this a 10 out of 10. Right on. Um who's next? I'll go next. Uh I love this film, always have. Um it just at the right time. I was the thing I'm a little bit older than the two of you, so it didn't hit. It didn't hit me. Um, maybe on the same level because I wasn't. Uh, I was in 1999. I was 15. So mm, yeah. But I was such a huge, huge fan of animation. Uh, yeah. And this really just like hit me in the gooey center. Uh, yeah. And it was so sweet and very well done and smart, and 
and well acted uh, and just it had everything i wanted and it's a also, nice concise time what were you gonna say i was gonna say like this movie is like still relevant yeah today. definitely yeah you know what yeah. i mean like that's also what's like amazing about it but um yeah continue michael yeah i mean that's the sad part about some movies that are really like um that really hit you in that way that have this strong of a message is 20 years later. It's like still like, I mean, it's set in 57. So, you know, right. Basically 70 years later, here we still are. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yikes. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's brilliant to, to set it when they did. And it just feels like that time. And it feels like, um, I don't know. It's just so altogether masterfully made. Um, and I got to give it a 10 out of 10 VHS tapes. Yeah. <sighs> so uh, lastly, for my review, um, mm-hmm. I'll say up front, I'm also going to give that 10 out of 10. So The best for last. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, so this is our second, or this is our first like consecutive 10 out of 10. Yeah, because we gave mm-hmm. No Country for Old Men a ten out of ten all across the board as well, which is interesting uh, for the podcast. Um, also, I want to not leave this episode without mentioning Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, as yeah. as uh, Hogarth's mom, uh, great. Uh, it doesn't do a lot of voice acting, right? Like I don't like. I'm trying to think of other voice acting roles that Jennifer mm. Aniston did. I'm sure there's some, but like. Not as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I uh, found that out later on. Right. Because uh, at the time, I really, you know, not really know who she was. Right. This is like the beginning of like what Friends had been on. In, 1998. Yeah. Like when, barely. Seven when did it start? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, 94. So oh, that's yeah, when Friends yeah, started? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Friends had been a while, around for a while at that point. There's sirens on someone's end. I think that's Michael's end. Then this is not on my end. Uh huh. Sirens on my end. Um. So yeah, I I just wanted to mention that. Um, I, Michael, like you said, this movie is super relevant today. Like, the, until we stop fighting w- wars and responding to words with violence, like this movie will always be relevant. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I mean, if that's... Which is very good and very sad. Yeah, if, if if anyone could take anything away from this episode that they don't already know is that, you know, don't respond with violence. It's never the answer. Um, in, unless it's a very threatening, specific situation. But regardless, try and not respond with violence. Uh, yes. It's kind of interesting. Me and Michael earlier were talking about the, like, Chris Rock, Will Smith thing and... You know, I I certainly don't agree with anything Chris Rock said. However, like right. Michael made a good point. Like it may not have been the best move to respond with violence. No, no, know? it's not because um, one Jada can stand up for herself. She doesn't need yeah uh, Will Smith to respond. You know what I mean? Will it, also initially laughed. He, yeah, he, he chuckled yeah. heartily at the joke. Yeah. And then he turned. She didn't find it funny. Yeah, she turned. Right. Yeah, he turned and saw uh, his wife's reaction, and then 
mm-hmm. and then um, made that decision which right it, like he was like honestly a dude was probably had had a few drinks like that seems yeah, like something you yeah. do when you've had a few drinks you know yeah, for uh, sure. That's kind of how I interpreted that response also. But it the thing <laughs> is it 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 took away from Quest Love's win like right after that Quest Love won for his yeah. documentary. Um mm-hmm. which is what Chris Rock was up there to present for and and then it just kind of tainted the whole night and then like then Will Smith went up there and like basically blamed it all on love which is is something that someone of that is a domestic abuser says. Uh, yeah, I feel like it was pretty wrong-minded yeah. in general. Um, and mm-hmm. I get why it happened. I just feel like for one thing, you know, it was a joke, whether or not that was in good taste or not. Uh, it was a joke and she didn't find it funny. And it, I think that you're right. The responsibility to me is on her to address the situation. And for him to act out of violence is is just really uh, egregious. Yeah, and it, um, it also hurt himself because it takes away from his historic win as well. For sure, yeah. This so, was his first Oscar, was yeah, it not? Yeah, it's his first yeah, Oscar. And I will say, and the one filmmakers thing I, that made the film, yeah, you know, the people yeah. who participated in it, the Williams sisters, it's sort of like. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it really taints it. It taints something for everyone involved. Uh, for sure, it, yeah. It, that's that's it, it, that's really what it comes down to. Is is Smith's response was very selfish and only benefited him. You know, it, like yeah. it didn't. It benefited his pride in the moment, and that's it. Also, like, I I completely agree with everything y'all are saying, but also like. Why did Chris Rock have to make that joke when he's presenting the award for oh yeah the documentary no, no. film? Chris, like, Chris Rock's in the wrong yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's you know, I, again, I, it it's it's uh, kind of uh, it's within the wheelhouse of a presenter and especially a comedian presenter to kind of jab out at the at the celebrities that are present. Well, and they do I, they do kind of I, have like a roast. I will bit. say I feel right. like I, it, it, some of these things the only say I, the only thing I'll say against that Michael is that um it's not hard to find out that Jada has alopecia she right was I mean very if, public if about he, it and, I, and, I didn't know that before well, okay regardless uh, if you were about to host the Oscars you would you would think you would do some research because it's a pretty important event so like maybe check your jokes well, a little bit have like some, yeah, some yeah, editors sure. check your jokes and and we don't know yeah. that he didn't know that we don't know how well, distasteful okay. his joke was but it doesn't matter if he knew it or not like he when you when you write jokes at that level you it's not just you writing jokes like you should have a team like editing your stuff uh so like yeah. you know and also, I understand. It, it, I, also I'm not, I, I'm not, I want to put blame on the oscars themselves too for kind of having a very weak response to it all and like not taking, not taking a stance either way. Hmm. Like they just, well, I mean, I think we, I think we know at this point that that's kind of a rotten and uh, self-serving institution and it's pretty whitewashed in general already. For sure. Um, And probably wouldn't really have much to say about this instance because they're chicken shit basically. Exactly. I just, 
I just thought that topic was like a little relevant in, you know, response with violence, even though this is like, you know, not about guns and um, more serious issues, honestly. But um, no, it it makes sense for us to talk about it because it it is an example. Well, also, we're a movie review podcast. I think it makes sense. Oscars have a relevance. Yeah. Yeah. But I I, I, just for a final thought, I think that responding to words with violence uh, in that instance, I can't get behind that. Even though yeah. I do get the uh, the offense and the defensiveness of someone you care about, I really do understand that. Yeah, but. yeah. You you threw chips mm-hmm. off a bridge for someone. One thing I did. I did. That wasn't violent though. <laughs> no the chips didn't. <laughs> but we were talking about <laughs> the that. Chips last didn't time. feel it. <laughs> You're talking about one standing thing up I did break. like the. You know, it wasn't an apology by any means, but um, it was, uh, I think, an, an important moment. Like Denzel Washington did tell Will Smith, he was like, you know, kind of when you're in your highest moment is when the devil comes for you. You know, is when you kind mm. of, I guess, give in to violent temptation is kind of how I interpreted that. And it, I mean, he he didn't apologize. Like, I, you know, I... I don't agree with what either of them did. However, like, you know, I think, you know, that there is some truth to that. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, that's really insightful. It's a gray area mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. It is not a simple like this person was wrong and this person was right. Like that is not the situation. Right. Right. Um but so yeah. uh the Iron Giant. <laughs> didn't do anything wrong. No, uh, not at he's all. He's perfect. <laughs> and he gets a 10 out of 10 all the way across the board. That's yeah. the average. And yeah. he got a statue too. Oh, also, yeah. I just want to say the the dissolve from the statue into Hogarth's wallpaper is one of the best dissolves I have ever mm. seen in a film. Yeah. It is incredible. It's a very good transition. Yeah. Mm. Incredible. I agree. Uh, Wonderful movie. Y'all should watch it. Everyone should. Yeah, watch it. If you haven't seen it, you're not, you're fucking up. No. I feel like, I feel like tomorrow I have to like, um, run my younger siblings to all of their various appointments. I have to, like all three of them have dentist appointments like back to back to back. And like <laughs> one of them needs to go to the doctor and like, um, so I'm, I'm because I'm available. I'm the one running them around. I'm going to talk to all of them and make sure that they watch the iron giant Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> like this weekend. Hell yeah. yeah. You're doing it right. Uh, H- yeah. HBO max. Let's get another shout out. Yeah. Like, HBO come max. On. Uh, come on. Already. With me. Yeah. Just it wouldn't take a lot. No, not a, it wouldn't take a lot to make us happy. Like literally, if you just gave us your blessing, that's really all we're asking. Yeah, blessing yeah. would be wonderful. Yeah, we just we could throw the 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 logo up there, and uh, <laughs> you know you don't even have to you don't have to give us any money. Just like uh, you just know. say, hey, maybe a free <laughs> a, yeah. free HBO subscription. Be great. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. that's the minimum. Sick. How about that? Even, Even though we do get one through our fun plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, HBO Max, just listen up. You know, yeah. you're, you're going to have to pay attention one day because we're <laughs> going to say your name in every episode. One yeah. day. One day we'll, we'll, I think the, they'll be begging for it. <laughs> I'm sure the majority of our 
reviews have been HBO Max. I think films. so. I oh think yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots and lots of them. I've watched almost all these movies on HBO Max. I don't They've know why I slept selection. on. I don't know why I slept on it for so long. Like literally, it was this past year that I like finally logged on to HBO Max and started checking out what's in their library. <laughs> like I don't know why I waited so long. I feel like for years everyone's been telling me about some really cool show or movie they saw, and it's on fucking HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, just for a really brief what's up, because I feel like we did a lot of what's up and yeah, for sure. up in this podcast. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about HBO Max. I, uh, I I just saw this show, this like very short miniseries that's an adaptation of a comic book called DMZ okay. starring uh, Rosario oh, yeah. Dawson. Ooh. That was pretty good. Uh, I saw it's, it's about, a thumbnail for that. Yeah, okay. it's about like uh, it's another civil war which divides the United States into two different countries, and it leaves uh, it leaves Manhattan as this kind of um, unclaimed demilitarized zone, hence hmm. the name. Yeah, and all these people are living there, kind of in squalor and in chaos. Uh, and kind, no one can really go in and out, but she's looking for her son and like manages to get inside the DMZ hmm. to find him because she's been separated from him for like eight years or something. That sounds, hmm. that sounds interesting. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's comic booky. It's short. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on there. It's cool to see them for continuing sure. to like uh, do some interesting originals. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you all seen anything on there lately? Yeah, I just finished um, High Maintenance, which is wonderful. That's what I was yeah, going to bring I love up. Love High Maintenance. Oh, uh, it's so good. Yeah, I I started it, um, you know, long time ago. Same. Like, wait, obviously, yeah. way before I logged on to HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. I, same. I uh, have always wanted to revisit it, but um, I kind of forgot about it until recently, and it's it's such a good show. Yeah. Um, I also just finished watching Girls, which um I have like mixed feelings about. Like, you know, this was really like uh like early Adam Driver role. I like love and hate him in it. And I, you know, I kind of think Lena Dunham is like a bit annoying, but also like um has some uh I don't know, kind of intelligent jokes that I appreciate, but um, yeah, I never really that, made it very far with that. I just felt like it was kind of, uh, I don't know, privileged and white, and like. I mean, it is. It a is, and bit, they like boring. And it's like a, a terrible friend group. Honestly, they're all so mean to each other, and and there's it doesn't seem like there's a lot of love. So I I feel like I, um. I feel like I got to a point where I just kind of needed something to watch regardless yeah. of whether I, <laughs> I, I loved it or hated it. And it was <laughs> for me, it was girls. <laughs> and then I got so far in, I was like, well, shit, I have to finish it now. Yeah. But um, I didn't really want to m- talk about that one so much is, is high maintenance. I, I love high maintenance. Yeah. High maintenance, I think is like one of the best stoner like stories. Yeah. yeah, it's so slice of life. It's so it's like yeah. interior. You get to see, yeah. and the, and because it's like this, uh, the w- the way in which it veers around to all these different stories, you get such a 
a very uh, eclectic look at New York and and culture. Yeah. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I will say there's like a little bit of a crossover with girls and high maintenance. There's no like, way, you know. Yeah, because for a while, there's like a couple episodes where they're filming girls outside of someone's apartment or something. And uh, dude just, or the guy, he just happens to be like, you know, coming across it or like uh, the one of the characters in Girls, um, she's like the blonde one who's like European. Oh, yeah. she mm-hmm. she has a part in high maintenance at one point same and there's character? even same uh no not same What's character the, as the actress as the as no i i think she is as the actress maybe okay um mm-hmm. and then there's even one of the guys from search party which by the way if you've not seen search party I highly recommend that show. I think it's also on HBO Max. That show mm-hmm. fell and apart every... for me. It was like, I really liked I mean, that did, show yeah. for like the first like three or four seasons. The new season, got wild. I like stopped watching it. Like yeah, the, the most recent it... one, like after the court case, mm-hmm. like I stopped watching I... it. But it's, it's pretty certainly... consistently good until yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like every season is so different and really like, you know, up up and like i don't know i kind of liked like the the season where like she was like kidnapped and yeah no mm-hmm. no know, yeah like, i like I, I liked all, all that, that but like yeah, the yeah. the most recent season where she's kind of becoming a cult leader yeah. for this like yeah you know group trying to make this happy pill or whatever like i wasn't really into that same but yeah. i i felt like i had to finish it because it was a journey i'd started i've heard that it, it <laughs> finishes pretty good but the i couldn't yeah i need to go back to it but yeah i did really i mean i really like search party like the first like yeah. the early stuff i really liked it mm-hmm. the guy uh, in search party i don't i don't remember any of the characters names except um and dory Seif. but yeah, um yeah. her like boyfriend who kind of became her enemy and mm-hmm. then her boyfriend again um he had a part in high maintenance where yeah. he was playing like a PA for like mm-hmm. girls yeah. whenever they were shooting oh, it. Wow. So I thought that was kind of wild. There's like all these like HBO max, like show, like kind of crossovers yeah. as different characters. Yeah, but cool. um, you only really see that in high maintenance. Huh? Interesting. It, so it I guess kind of a good place me, for it. So I guess that kind of yeah. like, like means that high maintenance takes place in our reality. Sort of, yeah. 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 It's like an, yeah, it's like a, a, sure. a realistic New York yeah. where everything's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It and it really gives me like broad city vibes, kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, a little bit. Maybe little it's bit just like because it's like New York-y. Yeah. 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 Broad City is a lot more like animated and fun yeah. and just like wild. But I can see what silly, you mean. There's but... there's there's like the pieces of it. Yeah, I think I think some of the humor and um, some of the pieces and some of the characters mm-hmm. that we run into uh, kind of you know yeah. make me make me think of Broad City, but uh, yeah, yeah Michael show. Michael's the reason why I watched High Maintenance because you told me about that. And I think Abby's ago. the reason I watched it. That's funny. So I, Domino's. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I saw the first episode. I feel like it was like free online, like whenever. It was, it yeah, came it used to be a web something. series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, and I watched. I I saw it there, and then um, I recommended it to Michael, and I think he saw all of the HBO Max high maintenance before I even 
Yeah. Logged in. Well, no, it was <laughs> it, it, that show existed before HBO Max. <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was on just, just HBO. It, it was just an HBO yeah. show. But I like. It's all mm, Max now, baby. I feel like shortly after I started it, I like didn't have a subscription mm. for it anymore. So like I wasn't able to watch it, and I, it just kind of fell off my radar. And then Michael picked it up. Right. Interesting. Uh, I can't recommend enough. Uh, Our flag means death. Uh, it's That's very fun. Yeah, I need to watch that. That's new pirate comedy. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just say that, like, it starts out in in a way that uh, I, I don't know. It's just it's a very satisfying development, and it's like it gets darker and deeper than you would expect. And it's like very, the jokes are funny, and uh, I really enjoy seeing Taika Waititi um, acting. Um. So hopefully we get to see some more of him as as his career moves along. But For yeah, sure. it's uh it's a half hour long. There's 10 episodes. It's it's fun. It's really fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a what's up segment to me. Sounds like one yeah. to me too. All right, y'all. This has been episode 26, The Iron Giant. A beloved uh, favorite of the Go Team video team, apparently. Yeah, this was... Uh, we're, uh, we're finding out? This was, I think, the first movie I ever pitched for this podcast. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember yeah. in the early days, you were like, we should watch the Iron Giant. And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. all down. But I was then- like, no way. <laughs> yeah, Michael's like, I hate that movie. No, I was not like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got we to gotta mine the early days for some more stuff. Yeah. So what else were we thinking about? Uh, yeah. So if you haven't seen it, please go see it. If you haven't seen it in a while, go watch it. It's on HBO Max. Sponsor us. Um, Sponsor. I'd like to give a shout out to Mike Govins for providing us with the lovely intro outro music. And you can follow him at Gubbs Music on Instagram. And uh, uh, for the lovely photography that we've uh, promoted the show with, like to thank Jorge Sierra, who will be on the sh- uh, the show here next week, uh, or very soon. I don't know if it'll time out where it'll be next week, but the- definitely the week after, if not. Uh, and he is at Shot from the Pit on Instagram. Um, yeah, we're gonna have him on. We're gonna do another little photo shoot, and uh, it's gonna be a good time. Haven't seen him in a- quite a while, and uh, I really look forward to it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, next me too. next week. Uh, Jorge will be on, or the sixth. Yes, what day of the week next is that? week. Yes, next week, the sixth. Jorge will be on the podcast. That's like Excellent. exactly a week from today. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, oh, cool. And we will be doing the Spanish language film uh, Gueros, G U E R O S, and the U has a has a accent mark over it. Um, but yeah, cool. Uh, that is the film. It's on Netflix. Uh, go watch it for next week. We don't always have a movie to tell you for next week, but that is the movie for next week. Um, G U E R O S Gueros. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. And we're going to talk about it with Jorge next week. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be so fun. Uh, check it out and daily. Tell them where they can follow us. We, you can follow everything we do at AMPM Video on Instagram. That's the main feed. Uh, AMPM.video. AMPM.video. 
Thank you, Abby. Uh, and then if you want to follow specifically podcast stuff, that's at Go Team Video. Uh, if you want to check us out on Twitch when we do the podcast live, that's twitch.tv slash AMPM Video. Uh, and then go to YouTube, search AMPM Video, Go Team Video, and follow us on there. Uh, also, our believe there's a YouTube link in our bio on Instagram as well that will take you there. Um, I'll take you there. Go follow that. We're at 72, <laughs> I think, followers. We need 100 yeah. to get a custom URL, so help us get there. But yeah. Click. Click, click, boom. Tell your friends to click. Tell your yeah. friends to click. Uh, like I said before. Hey, friend. You think about clicking? When, when, you're, when you're out... <laughs> At lunch, dinner, breakfast, brunch, whatever, with your friend, and they go to the bathroom, take their phone. Steal their phone. Go to our YouTube page <laughs> and hit subscribe. Also, like, take a funny picture and just don't tell yeah. them you did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll find it later and be like, what? What? <laughs> uh, and go watch us on, on Spotify. Video's there now. And, yeah. Uh, Exciting. New Brave New World. Brave New World. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, no, you're good. The show is scripted, by the way, in case you didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Stuff right on your line. (laughs) We have all this memorized. I got a a ring light for y'all. Go watch it. I didn't do that for nothing. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Hell yeah. Well, all right. All right. This has been Go Team Video. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Thank you.